Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. I am really excited to have a couple of ladies that have a podcast called Girl Why Podcast. And they are here. It's Terry and Vanessa. And I like their podcast because it's kind of a little hodgepodge of everything going on, current events, uh, reality TV. So they fit real nicely on this show on Getting Cozy. So we're going to welcome them to the show and hear all about their podcast. Very excited to have them. Terry and Vanessa, welcome. Hi, Hi everyone. Hi, thank you so much for joining me virtually. For having us. Of course, and we're actually on the new Clubhouse app. So if you guys are not familiar, this app is blowing up. Last time I checked, they had 6 million people on it. So I said, hey, let's do this and record on this new app because it's fun and we're in a closed room so nobody can come in and listen to us or (laughs) or (laughs) comment on what we're saying. But if you wanted to do that, you could have an open room and then anybody could comment on your conversation, which I love. So it's a very cool, different app. Again, it's called Clubhouse. Reach out to me if you need an invite, but it's really just very unique and different. So what do you guys think of the app so far? I like it. I'm trying to get used to it. I guess, I don't know, I'm a millennial, but I'm old because I had not heard of it. And I saw that Oprah, Kevin Hart, because I had to Google it. That's how, like, nerdy I am. (laughs) But thank you for inviting us. I hear it's hard to get an invite, according to my uh, Google page here. You know, that's the one qualm I have about the app is if you're trying to grow your app, let's have more access to, you know, who can come on. I mean, I get that it's exclusive, but even I ran out of invites so quickly and I feel like I've been hosting rooms a lot. So I'm like, give me some more invites, people. I love this app and I want to invite people, but <laughs> it's like, it doesn't make sense to me. It's kind of a catch 22, but yeah, it's blowing up. It's going to be probably like the next TikTok. And I just cannot believe how many people have jumped on board. So I'm super excited. So you guys are my second podcast only ever recording on here but I think it's going to be my go-to actually going forward nice so much fun so you guys tell me about your podcast how did you get started with girl why what was your motivation what was your inspiration for it so Vanessa and I actually used to work together for six or so years at a company and you know like I could literally ball up a paper ball and like hit her in the head with it (laughs) so we had like a mutual like not, I wouldn't say like hatred, but like mutual annoyances. And I was just like, this shit can't be real life. <laughs> and it's like, it was so much shit that like, even some, my mom wouldn't even believe it. Like, no way that it happened there. So it kind of just got started with like the corporate America, like just bitching. And then now neither of us work there anymore. So we still do a little bit of corporate America bitching. Cause I still have nightmares about it, but we talk about current events, celebrities, reality TV shows, dating, dating apps, really just anything. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. You're almost like a chicks in the office type of feel, right? Do you guys follow them? Exactly. Yeah, no, I do follow them. I saw that they're on Barstool Sports, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love it. Well, it's funny because I think real life really does lend to podcasts. I mean, I think that, you know, they're so relatable and we can really just share our daily uh, ins and outs of, of our, you know, our daily lives. And um, so I love that. I love that it was just like such a simple concept. So you've started last April, correct? Yeah, we started last April. And like she said, it was with the corporate America. And it was just like one of those things we just kind of went from one episode to the next. And here we are now it's January. Well, it'll be a year before we know it. And we've done like over 40 episodes and had some amazing guests. So Who knew, you know? Oh, that's awesome. I feel the same way. You never know what's going to happen when you first start out. You know, you have like this idea of what your podcast is going to be, but I know Mm -hmm. mine has evolved so much. So how has it evolved from the beginning till now? 
oh my gosh i mean i remember like episode one like she said corporate america i mean we were so naive like we literally started in our own closets on (laughs) anchor like through our phones was like our first episode like if you like don't even go back and listen to those i should actually take them down because like (laughs) the quality is just like garbage and then like little by little you know we've purchased equipment and we learned just i mean I didn't realize, I don't think a lot of people realize how much work goes into a podcast. It's not just like getting on the microphone like we are right now. I mean, there's between the editing and you're keeping up with your social media, putting the content out there. And I don't think we realize that going into it. And now we've got it, you know, we've got it down to a science and we both have our jobs and things that she's good at and vice versa. But yeah, we have grown so much and I'm sure there's still so much more for us to learn. But it, it is a lot when you first start. I agree with you. I remember podcasting in a laundry room, in a closet. I mean, you just kind of go wherever, you know, you think is going to have the best sound quality. And then you realize that if you have a better mic, you really can be podcasting anywhere, right? But these are things you just have to learn and find out. And it's, you know, it's trial and error. But it's so much fun. I wouldn't take anything away from the journey. And I would never tell someone not to try podcasting because I think it's so incredibly rewarding. And you mentioned having incredible guests. So can you share with us some of the guests that you've had? Oh, yeah. Um... Help me out, Terry. So we had Danielle Dodd from Married at First Sight. I think she was one of our first reality TV show guests. David Yontiff got us started. He's the host of Behind the Velvet Rope podcast. Mm -hmm. So he does like all the Real Housewives interviews. And like he has a great method that like actually works if you want to get into like interviewing reality TV guests. Like he basically just spitballs it and he's like, one of these people is going to respond to you. You send like a hundred out. Like what's the worst they're going to say? No. Yep. Yeah. So we've been doing that ever since. And I mean, it works. And I know he's got a book coming out. But after him, we had a few people from 90 Day Fiance on. We had David and Annie, who are still married. And they're a popular couple on there. Who else? The family Chantel. We had the, the entire family. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So we've had a lot of, you know, a few good ones. But like Terry said, that's, yeah, if I could recommend it or say anything to anybody, it's exactly that. It's, you just keep knocking on the doors and... Some people are going to say no. Some people aren't going to answer, but someone will say yes. It's so true. I completely agree with you. I've I've used that same method to, you know, break into the Bachelor world. And mm-hmm. I have been blown away by the people that have agreed to come on. And it's true. Yeah. It's, you know, people are much more accessible than we think, especially in a global pandemic. Um, yeah. <laughs> people are just like kind of at home or, you know, doing things virtually anyway. And as long as you can work with their schedules and vice versa, you're good. Yeah. So just put it out there. Like you said, the worst that can happen is they say no or they just reschedule with you at a later time. But it's definitely worth it. It's worth trying. And I think just... I'm sure you'd agree, connecting with these people when you see them on the show afterwards, there's nothing like it. And then you find that they're not the same people that you see, right? The edits are off or have you found that to be true? Absolutely. I thought actually that family Chantel, now that you bring it up, I do think that the parents on that show were like exactly the same. Like they were just so cute and so much fun. So it did surprise me a little bit that they were like I don't know. I felt like I was on the show with them. (laughs) Yeah. And then there was like Danielle Dodd, who I think on the show, she was portrayed as maybe kind of snobby and, you know, standoffish. And I really just think she was like, once I got to know, she's just a shy person. You know, I don't think when she signed up, I don't think she realized like all of it kind of thing. And she's a really sweet woman or whatever. I mean, I love her. She's great. She's got two beautiful kids. So yeah, I think it goes both ways. Do a really good job. And it's like, that's them. Or yeah, they're a little bit different. 
Wow. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think the people that I've met, most of them have been incredibly kind. And a lot of times I'm just like, you are nothing like what you seemed on TV. So I really enjoy those surprise meetings, I guess you could say. So what are the, some of the first like reality TV shows that you guys got into? <laughs> I started with Real World on MTV. Yeah. That was mine. Like That's like the original reality that I remember like beginning. And then, like, of course, anything Kardashians, The Hills, obviously Housewives we're obsessed with. <laughs> Terry, what else? You, you do The Bachelor. Yeah, my mom always watched The Bachelor. I used to hate it, but now, obviously, I mean, I am a huge fan. But, like, my mom used to try to get me to watch it when I was, like, in middle school. And I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, so this can't be real life. And then I think Real Housewives is what got me into it. I used to work with someone on Road Rules, though. Like, um... Derek, I think his name was. I worked with him at a nightclub, and I was like, this guy's completely ridiculous. I can understand why he was on reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Now, which Housewives franchise hooked you first? Jersey. Okay. Atlanta for me. Atlanta. Okay. I was definitely a New York girl. Ah. Yep. Who's your New favorite York. on the show? On New York? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I loved Bethany. I mean, just watching it from the beginning – Bethany, I just always just rooted for her and just wanted her to find success and love and all of it. And she definitely found success. I don't know about the love part, but um, <laughs> she, I think she would be one of the ones too, that if I ever got her on my show and she's of course like tip top, you know, number one choice to have on. But I feel like she would be also much different than we expect her to be as well. I definitely just really enjoy Leah. I think her energy is similar to Bethany's and I like that been a nice um, addition gosh oh real house was a dallas i love dallas mm-hmm. really love dallas i was just watching that earlier i just got caught up deandra simmons was actually my first housewife i ever interviewed so that is just you know will always be near and dear to my heart and she was so incredibly kind just blew me away with her kindness and you know just a southern belle like me so we just i feel like we had a lot in common and her relationship with her mom too and It was just really fun just to have that conversation with her. And she gave us so much of her time. I really appreciated that. So I never got into like Beverly Hills or New Jersey. I don't know why I need to probably, right? I mean, I'm probably missing out. New Jersey for sure. Beverly (laughs) Hills, I can't get into personally myself. I think too, you like that one, right? Yeah, I watch it, but I haven't watched that one from the beginning. I think Vanderpump Rules got me into Beverly Hills because I couldn't get enough of Lisa Vanderpump. But like- Orange County and Jersey, I think, were my starter. You should definitely watch New Jersey. I watched that one, like, at the beginning of the pandemic. And, like, I was, like, hooked, like, literally watching it, like, all day, every day, as often as I could. Any little break I had from anything else. Because it's so good. From the beginning, you would uh, recommend? From the beginning. From the beginning. Okay. All right. We'll see if I can... If I can do it. Yeah. And it's funny because Gia Judice on that show, she's all grown up now. And, like, you You watch her grow up. Mm-hmm. And she, her mom is giving her like the talk, and she's like, "I ain't wearing no pad." <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> she's it's like so at bra shopping, and now like she's completely grown. So it's like funny to follow like her life growing up as a part of the series. It's really interesting. Oh my gosh! Well, in Vanderpump, I just started watching. I think season eight. Like I literally watched the last season, and I heard that was the absolute worst season to watch. So. Of course, I wasn't very hooked into it or, you know, I was like, what is happening? So I think that's when I have to go back and watch from the beginning. But I feel like the show is pretty much over. You know, do we know what's going to happen with that show? It was so big for so long. 
unless they're going to do like Vanderpump babies, like right. I don't see where it would go because they're all like about to give birth, at least the ones that were like relevant with Kristen and Stassi being fired and now Jax Taylor. Like, I don't know how it would go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And was Brittany fired too or just Jax? The week that I read it, it seemed like Jax was like let go off the show because there was a lot of backlash with Kristen and Stassi being let go, but not him. And like, he's like the king of being such an a-hole. They're like, well, that's not fair. That's like, (laughs) yeah. so they had to let him go. But I can't see that Brittany would have actually done anything to get herself fired because she was kind of like neutral, I felt like. Now, I know you guys are on the East Coast in Florida, which is where I was born and we were talking about that. But have you guys been out to California? Have you been to any of the restaurants? That they uh, own out there in L.A.? I have not been to their... I've been to California, but I haven't been to their restaurants. Didn't you do one in Vegas, Terry, I thought? I was going to go to the one in Vegas. Lisa Vanderpump opened up a place out there, and I walked past it when I was at the hotel, but I didn't actually sit down Make and it in. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful from what I saw. Oh, yeah. I've heard it's, like, exquisite. I was there for my birthday, and I, I really wanted to go because the whole cast was there at the time in Vegas. So fun. And I just remember, like, we had planned it out, you know, because it was my birthday weekend. We had planned out every little thing. We just literally did not have time to go all the way over there. And I was so bummed because, of course, I'm on, you know, Instagram and on stories, and I'm seeing they're all over there. And I'm like, I need to be there. That's crazy. What are the odds, you know, and on my birthday weekend? But... If you guys ever have the chance, though, in West Hollywood, those restaurants, Villa Blanca. Tom and Tom and Sir. (laughs) Yeah, Tom, Tom, Sir. And then also, we actually ate at Lisa's restaurant, Pump. We ate there, and it was incredible. You walk in, and it's just like a garden setting. Like, you feel like you're outside, but you're inside. And it's just so beautiful. It's like this, like, moonlit garden setting. I can't even describe it, honestly. It is so interesting and unique. It's something I'd never seen before. Incredible food, gourmet, top-notch, like, five-star quality, great service. The drinks were amazing. Like, I cannot say enough good things. And there were, like, little fire pits everywhere. So romantic. Like, the vibe was just, the energy was incredible. So highly, highly recommend Tom Tom the bar was so amazing too, and Tom Schwartz was there. So oh, no way. Yes. So at the time, I didn't even know who Tom Schwartz was. I mean, I had no idea. I didn't watch the show. My friend who was with me, you know, obsessed. So she's like, "Oh my god, that's Tom." I'm like, "Who the hell is Tom? I don't care. You know, <laughs> he's damn good looking, but I don't know who he is. You know, so." I just walk right up to him and I was like, hello, good looking. And, you know, I, I'm just, I'm being silly. I'm, I've had way too much to drink and, and he's just like, Hey yourself. And then we just take photos and I'm like, who am I taking photos with? Like, this is so random, but everybody was so excited that he was there. And then Zach was sitting at the bar and I'm from Lexington, just like Zach is. So my friend's like, tell him you're from Lexington. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, it was so funny. Am I telling him where I'm from? I don't know him. <laughs> I know. I'm like, who is this stranger? But we had the best time. We sat at the bar for hours. The bartenders were incredible. The drinks were amazing. The whole, like, backdrop of Tom Tom, you've seen that, like, the backdrop of it. It's like a big clock. It is mm-hmm. so incredibly impressive up front, like up close when you look at it. You're just like, what is this thing? It's so awesome. So <laughs> highly recommend going there as well. And Sir was really beautiful too. So um, yeah, if you guys ever get a chance, definitely go check those places out. They are well worth it. I don't know if they uh, fixed the damage from the car that drove into Pump. Hopefully they did, but. 
if the pandemic ever ends, because you're giving me the go bug right now, I definitely wish I could have. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't wait to go back because I, I want to eat at Villa Blanca. I want to, you know, go to brunch at Sur. I mean, there's so many things. Um, so hopefully all those places are still up and, and running. But so how's the pandemic out where you guys are, by the way? Oh, we're in Florida. So it's been pretty bad here as far as like the number of cases and stuff as far as what's reported on a daily basis. Right. But me and Terry, like we were born for this pandemic. We have no problem <laughs> in the house 24-7. So Love for it. us, it's been wonderful personally. <laughs> I can entertain myself. Like there's no tomorrow. Like I am sitting there doing that. Um, what is that girl that just got a line at the container store? She does that type of method that was on Netflix. Oh, Kanmari. Yeah, so it's her, like, organization method of, like, folding everything into tiny squares and, like, yep. what sparks joy and what doesn't spark joy. <laughs> yes. So, like, I'm doing that in every room of the house, and I don't think I'll ever finish, probably, because like, they get messed up again, but I can entertain myself for days. Have you watched The Home Edit on Netflix? Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, I'm obsessed. I am obsessed. She's amazing. So the container store is about an hour away from us, and it is worth every second of that drive. Like, I, yep. I'm just in heaven when I get there. My kids are obsessed, too, which I love. So, yeah, we have a, we have a good old time. I'm about an hour from Sacramento, just to kind of give you, like, a oh, okay. an idea. Are there any other reality TV shows besides, like, Housewives? And, like, do you like Love Island? Do you love Temptation Island? Any of those kind of, like, dating reality shows? I've been watching Below Deck. But other than that, it's pretty much The Bachelor, Real Housewives, and then, like, anything I can find on BBC. I love those British crime shows. <laughs> British crime shows? What are they called? I don't even know. I'm not even aware. <laughs> like, like, I just watched one called Dr. Foster. It's a British drama that's on Netflix. The first season was great. The second season just was straight up depressing. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's their accents for me. So if I'm not watching reality TV, it's something on the BBC. No, for me, I'm not watching BBC. She's lost me there. Um, <laughs> I'm with her. I've watched Below Deck recently. Obviously, anything Kardashians. They're not in season right now. But anything them, I will watch. I watched recently on Netflix. Uh, what was it, Terry? Bling Empire. That was pretty good. Oh, yeah, I like that. Okay, so everyone's telling me to watch this show, and I'm hearing that it's basically crazy rich Asians, but in a reality TV form. Absolutely. Exactly. Yep. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I love the movie, so I could, I probably could get into that, but it's yeah, got a lot it's of drama, good. too. Oh, yeah. It's, like, totally reality, L.A. drama. I don't know what it reminded me of, but it's definitely, like, worth the watch. It's, like, a no-brainer, you know? Okay, I all right. It's cool, though, because a lot of their families, way back when, like, some of them are descendants from, like, the Chinese dynasty. If dynasties were still a thing, they would be royalty, but they're still right. super loaded. Oh, wow. And, like, there's one that, like, is part Russian, and her parents are loaded from making military equipment. So, yeah. like, that stuff interests me. I yeah. <laughs> I like to know how people got their money. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fascinating. I just, I loved the whole premise of the movie. So if they continue with that, I think I'd be in. Do you watch Salt Lake City? Yeah, so I started watching and it's funny because I have friends who are like friends with Jen Shaw. So uh -huh. now I'm like, okay, I want her on my show. Like I want to interview this woman, but I'm yes. so behind. It was and a short season. I feel like it was a short season personally. I have a lot to catch up on, but that show, I think that show has longevity. I think it'll, I think they've already signed for season two, which is good, but I think that it'll go for a while because there's a lot to unpack with those women. I agree. I think they may do like one character or cast member change with Mary Crosby. Yeah. Only because like, I feel like they've kind of like killed her character, her role off already. So I don't see her coming back, but I could be wrong. I'm not sure about that yet. 
Yeah, and is it up in the air for Jen to come back? I I thought I heard that it was like undecided so far. I have not heard that, and I would be surprised because she brings the drama. They have to bring her back. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, hopefully that. So I'd be I'd be pretty surprised if they did it. <laughs> That's like killing off Bethany in season one. It's exactly. Just not, yeah. Like not gonna happen. No. Not gonna no, happen. I don't see Bravo doing that at all. Well, what's interesting though is like if you Google Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, me and my Google again, it like the cast. It says Heather, Lisa, and Whitney Rose, and that's it. I think that's like intentional. So I don't know. You might be onto something there. Well, maybe they're in the middle of contracts right now, and they haven't signed. They haven't signed back on. So maybe. Yeah, that could be. Uh, we'll just have to see. I think Mary Cosby was too weird for the show. And they were like, they saw her church service and it freaked people out. <laughs> and I wish that wouldn't have happened because I really wanted to dive into this whole grandfather situation. Me too. I could have watched her for like way more time than they aired. Fascinating. Yeah, we needed to know more information. It was just like a little gloss over and we're like, whoa, 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 yeah, wait a I minute. Needed all the details. Right. From like with grandma and like what kind of conversations these were. Like, when did these conversations start? I could rip this whole thing apart. Like, I need to know, like, everything. Was there therapy involved? I mean, I can't imagine, you know, like, that would be an easy transition, a smooth transition. So I love that you guys said that you discussed dating. Well, I'm a dating coach, so let's get into that a little bit because that's so much fun to talk about, I feel. Are you guys both married? Boyfriends? What's going on? I'm married. I've been married for almost four years. And Terry... You speak for I'm a single one. Oh, you're single. Okay. So are you guys, you said you're a millennial, late 20s, early 30s? I just I'm... turned 28. Okay. Okay. So you've got some time, girl. Don't worry. I always tell everybody in their 20s just to have fun. I did not meet my husband until I was 30, and I was really glad that I did not marry any of my exes. Let's just say that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to them, but no, they're all great. Vanessa, where did you meet your husband? <laughs> She met him at uh, birth, like he was there in the hospital when she was born, and they've been together ever since. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> That's at, convenient. Not quite at birth, <laughs> not quite, quite at birth but we Love did it. meet really young. We met in middle school, oh. um, seventh grade, and then, you know, it was like puppy love, and then now, mind you, like, you know, it was just like young puppy love, and then we met again, I was like 19, 20, no, I had to be, no, I'm lying, I'm lying, I was like 23, I think. And then we've been together ever since. We've been together 10 years, so that makes sense. I'll be 33. So, yeah, 23. Okay, so I have to ask you because I've always thought there was, like, this thing about you have three loves in your life. So you met him when you were young, and that was your puppy love. And then did you guys – you obviously broke up between that time and then when you got back together when you were in 23. Okay, so you broke up when you were younger, and then did you have another relationship in between? I did, which was another love, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, see? So then your third love was your true love. So I think that's just the case. I think that, you know, we have to fall, get our heart broken, and then have like a hard Mm -hmm. love, like a hard, you know, like a breakup, get back together, or there's cheating involved, or there's something going on. You know, it's a hard Mm -hmm. love. And then you get to have your your true love, your forever love. Totally agree. Totally agree. Did you get that from Sex in the City? No, no, no. Actually, I think it was TikTok. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Even better. 
right? I think it was TikTok, but I remember hearing this way back because I'm a little bit older than you guys. And I was a dating coach at It's Just Lunch. Do you remember hearing of that company like a long time ago? I don't believe so. So I actually worked for them when I was in Orlando and I was in my early 20s and I worked for them and I loved the concept, but that's how I kind of learned to be like a matchmaker and just like that motivation to do that. So I kind of started doing that on my own, but I really like the idea of just like meeting someone for a quick cup of coffee or like a real quick lunch and not having that commitment of like a dinner, a movie, you know what I mean? Like an evening commitment. And I saw how like relationships blossomed with that, like that they really did well because these really uh, busy executives just had time on their lunch break anyway. So it was really nice way for them to date and still um, be out in the dating world and still like try to get into a relationship. So anyway, it's a, it's a pretty cool concept. Now it's kind of antiquated. I would say this was a while ago, but <laughs> I'm going to date myself. It was a while ago, but I do believe in that three loves theory. So Terry, how many relationships have you had so far? Two. Okay. So two. So was one of them like a puppy love and one was like a hard love? I would say my first real relationship was the hard love. Okay, okay. did not end well. (laughs) Okay, so you got it out of the way then. And then have you since kind of had that like all-encompassing, you know, like they are just your everything kind of feeling for another person in a relationship? If I'm being honest, no. (laughs) Okay, so maybe you have that coming first and then you're going to get the true love. But it could be that that person could be your true love because you've already had your hard love. So we'll see what happens. <clears throat> oh god I mean if it's harder than the first hard one like count me out like, I, will, <laughs> I will get a house full of dogs if I never have to go through that again like I'm talking like legalities oh. went to jail like he <gasps> went, he went absolutely nuts if I'm oversharing but I think I've already said this on our podcast <laughs> oh my gosh I'm so sorry I have to ask because I always jump to this conclusion but was he a narcissist Yes. Very, very, very much so. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's, you know, it's so hard. I think there's so many narcissists out there and I was actually raised by a narcissistic mother. And so I can point them out. I see them from a mile away, but I still, you know, unfortunately dated some because it's really hard sometimes not to. And especially if they pretend to not be a narcissist when you meet them. Right. So that's not on us. What we actually covered yesterday was some like tender or just relationship fails. And one of the girls, I was like, oh, my God, it's like I wrote this, but with a different like piece of machinery she wrote in. And she's like, I dated someone who took my crock pot and said that I didn't deserve to cook with that crock pot. <gasps> oh and God. like I dated someone that literally cut all the orchids that were growing in my tree out of the tree and told me that I didn't deserve to look at those flowers. So I was like, holy shit, is this the same person? Like he <laughs> dated someone else. Right? Just disgusting behavior. I know a friend of mine just told me that she went to get her ring cleaned. And her husband said she can't pick it up because she has to earn it back. Oh, my gosh. Her wedding ring. They have children together. They've been married for years. I was like, are you kidding me? Why are you still with this man? Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Right. So it's just, it's it's insane. I mean, the narcissistic behavior. And we don't even have to, like, talk about what is going on with Army Hammer and his narcissism and his cannibalism and all that stuff. You guys know what's going on with that. I'm not sure I'm caught up. Me neither. What? Are you serious? Oh, my God. Yeah, enlighten us. Okay. Well, we talked about this on my last episode. It was like a conspiracy theories kind of episode. So Army Hammer, and I didn't know this. He has been in so many movies. Like, did you guys watch Rebecca on Netflix? He was in... 
he was in Mirror Mirror, like, when he was younger. Mm-hmm. He was the prince in Mirror Mirror. But he has been in so many different movies. He's a very, like, well-known working actor. And yeah, I pulled him up, so I've seen his social network and on the basis of sex. Yes. I think I remember him from that. And I think Rebecca was more recent, which is, it's actually a really great movie. He does not play himself, which is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all these women have now come out, and he just got divorced recently. But all these women are now coming out saying that he was saying things like, I want to break one of your ribs and barbecue and eat it. God. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, you guys. Like, you go down the rabbit hole, and you'll just be like, it's it's hard to believe the things that he has said to women. It is hard to believe. He I has, did see this. I just didn't know he was a famous person. It was like, I want to eat the, I ate the beating warm heart of an animal. Yeah. Like, or something like that. Yeah. Right. So you know who I'm talking about, but maybe you just didn't put the name to the, to the, I did <laughs> to not. the scandal. So now you can, but it's insane. And um, the last one I heard was like, he made some woman carve an A above her, like below her navel. That oh basically was saying like, that's his, like he's, you know, he's uh, claiming it. Uh, yeah, and the fact of the matter is that he's trying to get gain custody of his of his children, and all this shit's coming out. I'm like, dude, like, what are you thinking? You're never gonna have your kids again. At least I hope not. I mean, you're obviously not fit to parent. It's nuts. It's an absolutely insane. But so many people, so many women have come out, and his. Well, yeah, like look at uh, Rachel Wood. She just came out. I mean, she yes. kind of come out three years prior, but now she came out, came out completely, and you know. Now Marilyn Manson's been dropped from his label. Yeah, he's got a whole mess of things going on. So yeah, a lot of people are coming. I mean, good for them. Oh yeah, and there were women upon women. I actually put some of that in my stories because I was like, this needs to be, you know, people need to know about this. There were so many women that came forward and had the same types of stories, just like Army. So it's like you really can't deny. I mean, I'm all about, you know, believe women, believe women. I say that all the time. Like believe them. I hate when people are like, well, they could just lie, make up these stories. What is their motivation for doing that? Like, there exactly makes and, no you know, sense. I always say, okay, maybe one, but when you start getting two, three, four, come on, dozens. Yeah, exactly. It's just so disturbing. But I'm so glad Rachel did come forward, and I'm glad that there have been repercussions for his actions and armies too. He's been dropped by, I want to say, two or three movies already. Good. Yeah. Anyway, that's the that's a scoop on ARMY. But back to the dating thing, though, I wanted to ask you, Terry. So have you been doing, like, dating apps, or are you dating in, in the pandemic at all? Well, I was dating someone for six or seven months, and we recently broke up. And then I downloaded Tinder, but it's very overwhelming. Like, I, I honestly, like, I want to, like, hire someone to do it for me so I don't have to make <laughs> painful small talk with people. Like, yeah. it's, like, my worst nightmare. So, have you tried Bumble? Because, you know, Bumble is where the woman approaches the man first. Yes, I didn't get past Tinder. That was very overwhelming when I tried to download it. So, I'm probably going to try to get back on Bumble. But I don't. I think I'm more of, like, a meet people through people type of person. Yeah. I got to kind of give it a chance or I'll die alone for sure. But I don't know. <laughs> I would definitely delete Tinder because, honestly, unless you want hookups, that's really what people are going to Tinder for. I've talked to a lot of single people and that is, that's really what it is for, especially men. You know, they're thinking Tinder is like a hookup place. So definitely step away from Tinder. Um, But Hinge, Bumble, there's a new one called The League. That's really good. Um, Match is still really good. Match, I, I, when I was on it, I would felt very overwhelmed as well. But I do like Match because there's so many people on there. So I feel like you just would have kind of your pick, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I, I would recommend that. And also recommend, recommend actually paying for a service because you're going to have people that are more serious about right. dating in general. So like an OkCupid or something like that, you know, anybody can get on and, and they, could, they could be flaky about it and not really care, put any effort in. So, and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to mess around with people that are just like indecisive, you know. Okay. Um, so I would, I would recommend that, but yeah, I mean, always meeting people through friends is, is always nice. That's always ideal. I actually met my husband on singlesnet, which is a dating site from way back when I don't even think it, it exists anymore. We'll be married 10 years this year, actually. So that worked for me, but it was a much smaller pool because match was very, very overwhelming. I, I do agree about that. For I sure. kind of wanted to download Match again just because of whoever their like marketing person is. Did you see their commercial that they had where it was like the devil met up with 2020? Oh my god! Like, the devil yes, and the girl running around with toilet paper, like stealing it. Like it, it was hilarious. Yes, that was <laughs> awesome. Yep. I loved it. I know. Very, very cute. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, when I talk to my clients, I tell them, you know, definitely go to Match first and, but be on the other apps. Um, and just, but yeah, no, not Tinder. <laughs> not Tinder, yeah, not Grinder. Like I not where to start. I was like, hmm, is this like still what people do? <laughs> I'm going to send you um, an episode that I did with a really great dating coach. And I thought that was, it was basically like, okay, it's January 1st. We're going to get online. What do we do? And, you know, we're getting it on the apps. And if you're single, like what's the best thing to do? It was so laid out so nicely. And it was just like a step-by-step thing. I just felt like it was really a great overview. So that was with the love doc actually. So I will send that oh. episode to you. I think you'll really enjoy it. And I just thought it was really easy to kind of follow and um, you should get some good results from that. But if you ever want any advice, just reach out to me. I'm happy to help you out. Just make sure, you know, you're really in tune to red flag and things like that. Do you have any deal breakers when you're dating? Yeah. Stalking is one. The one I think I, in all seriousness, my deal breaker is you have to have a good relationship with your family because mm-hmm. the repercussions of not having a good relationship with your mom or being like, my mom's a F and B, then like that's, I'm going to run. Like I'm going to sprint away. Like I don't want anything to do with that mess. If you hate your mom, I don't need to get involved with you. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's good. And just, you know, stick to your deal breakers. A lot of my clients just say they don't want a smoker and then they'll still, you know, oh, but he's so cute or he's so tall or he, you know, he's so rich. I'm like, I don't care. You told me you don't want a smoker. You know, there are other cute, tall, rich guys out there. So, but, you know, the bottom line is that it is a numbers game. You just have to keep putting yourself out there. I dated all through my 20s. And I wouldn't change my husband for the world. He is absolutely perfect for me. Is he perfect? No. Is he perfect for me? 100% yes. He puts up with all my shit. And I'm a Leo, so there's a lot to put up with. But yeah. (laughs) By the way, what signs are you, ladies? I'm a Gemini. And I'm a Virgo Libra cusp. Oh, okay. So I married a Libra. Libras are very interesting people. I really am intrigued by Libras. Yeah, my dad is a Libra. Same. But, like, I can tell, like, I can tell when I'm around him that, like, I'm definitely cussed and he is full Libra. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I mean, you can kind of spot a Libra from, like I said, a mile away, just like a narcissist, but in a good way, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys have been so much fun to chat with. I'd love to have you back. Thank you so much for joining me. And is there anything else you want to say about your podcast in general? Maybe some upcoming guests or... Guys, go tune into their podcast for sure and tell us where to find you. 
Definitely. You can definitely find us at www.girlwidepodcast.com. That's where you're going to find all of our podcasts, uh, links to our social media, our merch, everything that we've got going on, whatever we think about what's going on in the celeb world. So definitely check us out on our website. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Okay. Well, you guys go follow them and you're at Girl Y. Tell us what your handle is on Instagram. It's a girl underscore Y underscore podcast. Perfect. Go follow them. Go listen to them. Subscribe, review, rate, all those good things. And I just loved getting cozy with you guys. We had a blast. This was so much fun. I loved it. And we would love to come back and vice versa. You have an open invitation on our podcast. Oh, I'd love to do that. Definitely. I'll take you up on that for sure. Well, guys, if you're listening, we really appreciate it. And I want you all to stay safe. But most importantly, stay cozy. Till next time. Bye.